Welcome to Watch Our Crappins, a podcast about all that crap we just love to talk about on the old Bravo, Bravo Television. I'm Ben Mandelker, recording today live from my childhood bedroom in New York, suburban New York. And joining me today in his adult bedroom or adult house is Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Well, hello. It is so cute to see you in that childhood bedroom i love it every year when i get to see you in there so cute (laughs) well it is especially messy i'm keeping the wide view on i said i was gonna do the narrow view to you beforehand but i'll keep the wide view on um i am not only recording from here but i'm also spending some time excavating things which is why it's particularly messy because my parents have stacked up just over the years just piles of notebooks and pieces of paper and whatever and I finally decided it's time to start clearing some of it out because it's also kind of like a fire hazard. It's all next to a radiator. And these are like old <laughs> pieces of paper. I'm, I'm, I'm unearthing things from 1993. So um, it's been a trip. Yeah. I've, I posted some stuff on my Instagram, some just wild, wild. I wish I had, I wish I'd had them here on my lap because it really would have been wonderful to read some of them on the, on the air because I found some... I, I found some journals. I didn't even think I journaled. I always thought to myself as an adult, like, God, I wonder what it would have been like to be one of those kids that actually journaled and then I could read them one day. Turns out I journaled a little bit. <laughs> it was great. Oh, yeah. I was a huge journaler. I have, I had like bookshelves of journals. I mean, I just never shut up, you know? It's very tortured <laughs> and pained. My journal. But then I would leave them around everywhere. You know, like I would move apartments and because I moved out when I was pretty young. I was 16 when I moved out of my house and I would just leave journals in every apartment I was ever in. It's like, no secrets here, you know? There's Ronnie's traumatic, depressing threesome, you know? <laughs> my journal, my a lot of my journal entries seem to revolve around my ninth grade video yearbook that I made. Um, <laughs> my friends Arvind and Mike and I, the three of us were on, like, made a video yearbook. And there's some other people on it. I don't remember who else was. But um, I guess I wonder if part of making that video yearbook was that I had to journal also because I had a lot of entries that were like, Today, we recorded the soccer game, but Mike left the camera off, so we missed a goal. <laughs> it was a lot of, like, tattletaling to my journal. <laughs> Mike left the camera off. Or, like, there was a great game today that we could have recorded, but unfortunately, the camera wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Well, fucking Mike just takes the brunt of it in, your, in all of your journals. <laughs> Three anyway. Korean character Mike is just always fucking everything up. Also, I like that you posted something that you wrote for your newspaper about sheep. And you used, like, the sheer audacity of sheep or something. I was like, there's Ben! His great Crappens titles, even back then. You know, punny, punny titles. People have said that, but I have to admit, I don't believe that I actually got wrote that headline. I think I think the, I think the Bedford Record Review wrote that on ben, my front-page article about sheep. Okay, Is I, this a confession or what? You don't need to take the fucking win, nope. man. Don't I, give I, it I to the... With, I lead with honesty. Okay, I'm going to read one thing, because this was funny that I, that I found. I, I did post this on my Instagram, but I feel like it's important to read this. 
uh, in college, I was the arts and entertainment editor in our school newspaper. And uh, at one point, I found I found a summer movie preview um, that I had written. I guess it was like in May of, I think it was May of 98. And I was writing about the movies that would be coming out that summer and which ones looked really good. And my number five movie to keep an eye out for, for Ben Mandelker, arts and entertainment director at the Dartmouth. Uh, number five, Saving Private Ryan. Here's, here is the blurb <laughs> that I wrote about Saving Private Ryan. With Tom Hanks in the lead role, Saving Private Ryan could very well be that wholesome, feel-good movie that Apollo 13 and Forrest Gump were a few years ago. And that could mean a box office hit. Plus, it's always interesting to see what director Steven Spielberg has up his sleeve. Hopefully nothing too sentimental. <laughs> saving Private Ryan? Yeah, Saving Private Ryan, the wholesome, feel-good feel movie good of movie. the summer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I came across a letter to the editor that I wrote that said, I will not read anything by an arts and entertainment director who refuses to watch Steel Magnolias. Fuck you guys. There's a bomb in your mailbox. I did, also, I did also find my review of Sliding Doors, and I have to say... I panned it very aggressively. <laughs> I called. I was basically. I just went in on sliding doors in the school newspaper. I have it behind <laughs> me somewhere. I'll, maybe like the next. Maybe our next episode we, re we record today. I'll pull my sliding doors review out. But Slipping Paltrow's. I was very upset with with Gwyneth Paltrow's journey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody. Today we're very disappointed in everybody. Just kidding. It's Real Housewives of Potomac Day. I'm very disappointed in Mia. I'm very disappointed in Karen. How could you not be there for me, Karen? Um, this is also Crappens on Demand Day, so if you want to watch these, hi, hi, everybody. That's at patreon.com slash watchwhatcrappens. Also, that is where you will find our bonus episodes and on Monday nights, is Take a Seat, our live show on Spotify. We've got a few of those left. That is um, today, tonight, tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Join mm -hmm. us, won't you? Thoughts of Bravo Goss. Yeah, it'll be great. Maybe I'll read some of that stuff on Take a Seat tonight. That might be a good Okay, I would it. love that. Yeah, yeah, I'll be reading some of my childhood uh, uh, writings on Take a Seat this evening. <laughs> it's going to be our biggest night yet. Yeah. Uh, so show. here we go, everybody. Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. The so, Johns Hopkins University has no involvement in this fucking show. That was the first shot I saw when I turned the episode on because it was playing replaying last week and the falling coconut. Yeah, the falling coconut really sets the tone for this week. Yeah. So last week really? is obviously this big fight. And yeah. um and so now they're just all uh we're still at that we're still at Peter's patio and we're still like in the fallout of this fight and Ashley Peter's patio Oh Peter's by the way patio. did you notice the Margaret voice at the beginning and now stay tuned for Real Housewives of Potomac the lady <laughs> Margaret instead of the guy that I'm used to No I missed know? it again I'm so and, mad and when you said and, Margaret uh, I was thinking Margaret Joseph's like okay all right everyone and now get ready for the real housewives of Potomac love we've it. got okay. a huge huge surprise for you right now right now it's the real housewives of the Potomac the most exciting You're most love popular it. show in all of Tennessee the real housewives of Potomac <laughs> 
What was the lady's name from Tenafly that had all the gossip? Serena. Serena, Serena from Tenafly. Otherwise known as what Serena has to say about Potomac. And just you wait. It's huge. If huge think, Potomac news. If you think Peter, Peter's patio is crazy, wait till you see Serena's <laughs> sun deck. Okay? It's in Tenafly. Everything goes down there. <laughs> uh, so... This fight has just happened, okay? And um, Wendy has gone off. She's pissed off. Mia's gone off because she broke her own damn nail, which she's still acting like is a injury from the Iraq War or something. She's like, like, give her her purple heart. You know, she broke a nail trying to hit someone with her purse. Also, correction, last week when I said she was, like, slapping a napkin at her, you know, I thought she was doing that thing, like, when you're a kid and you, like, get a napkin, you do this, and you start, like, hitting your sister on the butt with it, like, snapping it looked like a napkin snap. No, that was her purse. Oh, was and it? I was saying, what happened with the purse thing? Because I heard so much about the purse thing. That was her purse. She was just swinging it so fast and hard. It was just like a little white blur. It was like, boosh. I thought it was a napkin, too. Unless she has a purse that's in the shape of a napkin. She's like, this is my cute designer purse. Jacqueline's <laughs> friend made it. It's called a napkin purse. Uh, she was just throwing everything phones napkins she was throwing the squirrel pos system at coconut fucking wendy at that point yeah she was actually throwing so, live squirrels she found a squirrel on peter's <laughs> patio and threw it and it hit a coconut which fell down to the floor <laughs> and then they were like oh my god it kicked the voice it killed the voiceover guy is margaret available she has a <laughs> lovely voiceover voice bring her in here leaves great voicemails call margaret in here margaret's like got this Coming up on The Real Housewives of Potomac. <laughs> I'm your Sunday night announcer. <laughs> so um, so Ashley's like, well, Mia's my girl, so I like, I love her, but that was like completely unnecessary. And Giselle's like, Ashley, both sides were unnecessary. I'm like, Giselle, let's not have the both sideism. Like, the last thing I need to hear is both sideisms right now. Come on, Giselle. You can't well, do especially this. from yeah, especially from Giselle, who spends the rest of the episode going, "You straddle the fence, and no one will know that you are their friend." I'm like, your whole point this episode and last episode was how you can't straddle straddle the fence, but that's exactly how you're starting off the episode, Giselle. But there also wasn't a lot of both sides were at fault two years ago with Candace and Monique, and I don't care what Robin says. The situations are similar in that there was a fight. And there was instigation, and there was fighting, and there was things were thrown. And I think it's a totally apt to to compare them both, because why not? I mean, compare them lightly, but no, I don't think there's a. Com- I mean, that was a, that was a fight, fight. This was like a water throw. No, I agree. That but was a then fight, she but the did responses. bring in the she did bring in the the uh, purse and all of that stuff too. So there you go. You can, no, you I just don't want to get reactions. into like Zapruder film uh, like we did, we had to last year. I swear to God, last year was like eight hours of slow mowing through video. Oh my goodness! You know, I mean that's probably I mean, why that's probably why Robin actually filmed was not to defend Robin because I do, that Robin is terrible these days. But like she probably filmed it because production probably didn't let them look at the footage. So this way they can look at the footage and have their own little Zapruder. But of course Robin's just like, <laughs> you know, like filming random things and laughing at the same time. <laughs> and laughing. Yeah, and just like Karen on screen being like, "This is too much. Security, security." But as far as the both sides thing, they were not just both yelling. One got physical. Okay, so it's not both sides. Period. No, and also, da, Mia was... is wrong. Ah, Mia is wrong. Ah, Team but, Wendy. Yeah. It's very rare that I say Team Wendy, but full, fully on board Team Wendy. But also, the other thing is that like it wasn't. I don't think it was both sides because 
Wendy was reacting to me. Like with the Candace and with the Candace and Monique thing, again, not to go back there too much because that was, oh my God, like you said, Zapruder film. But, you know, one of the controversies in that was that Candace in that fight was really egging on Monique. And then Monique reacted. And then it was like, well, whose fault is it? But in this case, Mia actually started with the instigation and Mia followed through with the physical act. So like there really isn't And it a lot came of- out of nowhere. It came out <laughs> that's another thing. The the water throwing or martini throwing, whatever it was, came out of nowhere. Wendy just stood up to her and then it's like it was not both sides. And and if you're gonna say that like Wendy, you know, just Wendy being like mouthy. The counts as a both sides, and let's not forget that Mia was being mouthy. So, like, they negate each other. I'm sorry, it was silly, silly. Yeah, and you honestly, can't vilify every action. It's a housewife show. There's going to be wine throwing. You know, it happens on every show, and there's going to be yelling and low blows. That's what that's what it is. It's housewives. You but, know. <laughs> now the other, you know, trying to get somebody to the point where you're breaking your own damn nail and trying to attack them with the purse and everything else. Mia, 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 wrong. Mia, everyone but, knows Mia's wrong. I don't know what I'm making like such a big stink about well it. i know exactly well the other thing is i actually don't think i would be so impassioned about this very point if it weren't for the fact that giselle made such a big point about this about that it was actually not a both sides as an issue two years ago and so now she's contradicting herself because the truth is i mean if i were at that table i probably would have said oh, okay they're both being ridiculous right now because they both were being ridiculous <laughs> i know that's a complete reversal of what i just said but like in in reality yeah, they both were being ridiculous. But if you're going to take a sanctimonious stance, no, this was Mia's fault. Does that make sense? Does that make sense in a way? Like if I'm kind sitting of. at a table, like because like theoretically, if I'm sitting at a table with my friends and they're doing this, I would expect both my friends to just be like, okay, you both need to chill out right now. Like I know she's at fault. You both need to chill out because we're like adults here. But if we're going to be taking a stance because we're on a podcast, which is what we are doing then yeah, I'm 100% Team Wendy. I don't know if those two, it's sort of paradoxical what I'm saying. I don't know if that makes sense. And I'm not trying to ride a fence, riding a fence. But like, I've, I understand how I would react in <laughs> real life it. versus hump how it. I react. Hump it. I'm not humping a fence. Hump it. Yeah, hump it. I just think that like, listen, no matter what ability. side you, what I get what you're saying. And no matter what side you fall on, we got the greatest hit this show has ever produced, which is Who's the CEO now? Who's the CEO now? Who's the CEO now? Jumping over the moon cow. Prince. Prince. Yeah. Trina's they got some good Wendy music out of it. Who's the CEO now? So- featuring Trina and Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy is talking to a producer and she's like, can I get a plane ticket home? Because I'm not staying in the fucking same house as her. I'm telling you, if it's three in the morning, I don't care. I'm going to go to her room and I'm fucking her up. Fuck this professor shit. I was like, finally, a new book title. That's really, that's the book I'll buy from Wendy right there. Fuck this professor shit. I'm I'm Wendy. I'm signing up for that class at Johns Hopkins. So then, I'm sorry, I just broke Uh, the microphone, everyone. I apologize. So Karen's like, Mia, on a serious note, I urge you to stand and wait. Because Mia's in the back of of the car doing the Danielle Staub thing. 
And Mia's like, it's, it's not that serious to me. Like, you didn't, you don't have my back, Karen. You didn't have my, you didn't have my back, Karen. And Karen's mm. like, sweetie, two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. Look, when you see Giselle wearing a crazy fuchsia top and then golden pants, does that make her outfit right? No, it doesn't. Two wrongs do not make a right. <laughs> Listen, to, uh, Robin and a Giselle in a dressing room is not a right. Okay? <laughs> and so Mia, out of nowhere, goes, I'm not going to change for you. Which... I don't know what that has to do with anything. And Karen's like, well, I'm not going to change for you either, sweetheart. <laughs> Karen is having a really rough time. I don't know if Karen was chomping on some butterscotch before this night happened, but those teeth are loose. I mean, they're all over the place. <laughs> She's got like those, those, like those, those teeth that you wind up and go, they're like in her mouth, ready to come out. They're, they're ready to slide out. They're sliding all over the place. So Mia's like, "Well, she sat there and talked shit about Gordon. What world do you live in, Karen? Mm, don't do that to me. Two wrongs, Tossin and Lion. You all canceled each other out with your, mo- you all canceled each other motherfucking out. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad right now." <laughs> well, Mia has this philosophy to ride or wrong. I'm going to ride with you. Well, they were both wrong. And I'm not the one who invited Cherise on my birthday weekend. Mm, do you have my bag? That's exactly Which is very correct. true. It's true, but this whole trip is not for your birthday. This is like your birthday just happens to kind of fall on this birthday trip. But you're correct. She can't sit there and yell at somebody for not having her back with her inviting her greatest enemy i think the whole you don't have my back um point which is really basically the the that is truly the the beating heartbeat of real housewives of salt lake city i think that whole fight that whole idea of you don't have my back that is the stance you take when you have nothing left to argue about or you've lost your argument and you but you're still angry and you need to be angry at something so you just go to the you don't have my back thing because it's such a It's always such a bullshit thing. Like, oh, you, like no one has anyone's backs on these shows. You know, it's always well. So it's also, you know, it's also one of those things that teaches you about real life because this really does work in real life. Like, if you have no argument, if you're completely in the wrong, you just look that home goods idiot in the face at customer service when they won't take the little penguin that goes on your bookshelf. They won't take it back. Because you've taken the tag off and don't have a receipt. You just say, you don't have my back. You yeah. do not have my back. And they're like, sorry, okay, here's your $16. You know, Store yeah. credit, though. Store credit. And I'm like, well, I'll take it. But I won't be happy about it. Because people don't ever want to be... People don't ever want to, like, ever not be seen as lo- a loyal person and like a good loyal person so that like always gets people up against the wall so now we have that going on. i guess so goes- hey by the way you know what home goods by the way i have a public complaint to make i'm gonna at you with this good <laughs> i went to home goods yesterday and i was checking out and i was buying some wood bowls okay and the lady goes you can do better no she's first she said um, are these some last minute items? And I said, no, actually, I just didn't have anything to do tonight. So I'm at home goods like every other fucking night of my life, you know? And I said, no, they're just to fill some shelves. And she goes, you can do better. I mean, come on. I said, excuse you. And she said, there's a whole store and you brought these. <laughs> She's like, you're buying these. How dare you? How dare you? 
I drove home and I was like, how do you, how does one even deal with that? Like, was she trying to be cute? I don't know what it is, but I'm pissed. And then I put those bowls on the shelf and I was like, damn it. She was right. You want to talk about a bee who doesn't have your back? I'm looking at you, lady from Dubai that works at Home Goods. I'm looking at you. And I will be back in there every night this week. Just try and get your approval. <laughs> well, I mean, what she said, it, it feels like it does not, um, it's not a good uh, customer service angle. And yet it's what it's what everyone else in the line was probably thinking. Everyone in the line is thinking, you are taking up a slot at checkout right now for those two bowls. Like, you can do better. Look, we're all here bringing our A game. Because at the end of the day, those home goods or TJ Maxx or Marshalls or Nordstrom Rack How people who are working at checkout. Yeah. They ultimately, it becomes like American Idol. I don't know if you noticed this, but I, there have been so many times I've been waiting to get to checkout to be called up, and I'm just watching a lady say, where did you find this jacket? Oh, I love this. And she holds it up, and then she looks her in the back and the front. The Kristen Wiig. If they're all Kristen Wiig, they're all the target lady. And they're like, this is amazing. Oh, my God, yeah. this is wonderful. I love this. I wish I had this. Oh, my God, do we have more back there? It is 100% the target lady. Yeah, so funny. Um, and then I threw a water bottle at her head. Um Still not sure who is right or wrong in that fight. Anyway, speaking are, about being hypocrites. Both sides are. <laughs> Here comes one right now. So, okay. So Karen's back at the table and just, mm, happy birthday to me, And they're, at this point, everyone seems to have temporarily moved on because red velvet or deep fried Oreos have arrived at the table. So they're just, they're digging in, and Giselle's like, Gisela leaves no dessert behind. I'm sorry, that was like a Karen voice. Gisela leaves no dessert behind. <laughs> Bloody fingers, purses flying, I don't care. So she's like, I want to check on Mia. I want to check on Mia. But she doesn't. She just like sits there and continues to eat. And Karen's like, give her time. And Robin says, well, Karen, I feel like you didn't try to defuse the situation. Robin, you were filming it on your phone and laughing. Shut the fuck up, Robin. Robin, My you, God. you were standing... You were standing at the table at one point arguing with Wendy. What are you talking about? And now you're going to get mad at someone else for not defusing the situation? That's ridiculous. So Karen's like, well, that my ass. I was just trying to get the fuck up out of here. I mean, I was sitting in between the two of them. Listen, you know I can't fight. You know I can't fight. So then we cut to Ashley talking to Wendy. And Ashley's like, are you okay? Um, don't worry, because she's talking about going home. And Wendy's like, she should go home, because she committed assault. Who throws a fucking drink? Who does that? Who throws a fucking drink? Who throws a fucking drink? Who throws a fucking drink? Please clean the sink. Brent, Quint, that was a good one. Quint it. <laughs> yeah. And so then, um, now the women are all getting up from the table, and Karen's like, well, I have whiplash, because let's not forget that at one point, Wendy put her, like, two fingers lightly on Karen's back, and Karen was like, who's touching me? Who's hitting me? You're hitting me. So, um, so Wendy's basically like, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't do nothing wrong, okay? And she's just not going to go back to the house, and she's questioning whether or not she even wants to be on this trip. And then she says... You know what? She's lucky I didn't wear my straight wig because I would have been pissed. She's lucky I got curly <laughs> shit. That would have been fire. So then um, Jacqueline, Mia, 
Giselle and Robin at the car. And Ashley and Wendy and Karen are in their other car. So Mia's like, um, I'm not really okay. My flight is at 8.30 a.m. Gordon booked it. I'm leaving. <laughs> and then Karen's talking about how she got cussed out by Mia. And um, she's like, well, I'm not changing. So Jacqueline, who I'm sorry, but she goes somewhere else. This ass kisser. I can't believe you're allowed to bring in somebody who's just going to sit there and kiss your ass the whole time. Do these people have any kind of audition that they have to pass before they get to show up and just like totally side with one person? This is unfair. This is stacking the deck. Yeah. So Jacqueline goes, <laughs> I agree, Ronnie. I agree. I, I'm sorry. I didn't feel like I co-signed that. I don't, I don't feel like I, I don't well, feel it, like I acknowledged that I heard you. Well, it seems like so. I'm going to say something, but then I get confused because then I got myself so upset about Jacqueline, who literally has done nothing wrong. I'm fine but... with Jacqueline, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I'm, oh. I'm fine with her. Sorry. She doesn't make me that mad. I think she's it's like not her. It's level. just her following Mia around and like speaking for Mia and trying getting trying and getting in all these stupid fake fights. She's just annoying. She's not cut out for this. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like someone should have told that lady at the home goods, you're just not cut out for this. Okay, <laughs> would you go say work that, out at would you go say that, go work at Tuesday morning where I expect to get told out at the checkout. I feel like okay? Ronnie, Ronnie, you are the checkout lady at Home Goods. Mia is you, and Jacqueline are the wooden bowls. <laughs> she is the wooden bowls. And you're like, do better, do better. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we just call Jacqueline Wooden Bowls. So, <laughs> so Wooden Bowls is like, I feel like Karen was the only person who could have diffused the situation. Um, no, you all could have diffused the situation. Okay, you cannot be telling, you cannot be saying, oh, both sides were wrong, implying that they both should be bigger adults, and then not act like an adult yourself and try to diffuse it. Everyone could have diffused it in a very easy way, and everyone sat there and watched because you knew it would be a great moment. Which everyone sat there, but also Karen did try to defuse the situation. She kept saying, no, 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 you stop, you stop, which is more than any of the other ones did. Yeah. yeah. Come on. So Giselle's like, there's nothing that Wendy said, da, that Karen said, that's not true. Wah. And when you straddle the fence, you should show both people that you don't have support for either one. And so Mia's like, yeah, well, I look at that very clear. Because when she hit the fan, when she hit the fan, she did not have my back. And Jacqueline's like, she did not have your back. No, she did not, Jacqueline. <laughs> she did not have your back. Do you even have a back? You're just all stomach that's right i'm only a stomach <laughs> fuck karen where's my back how am i supposed to run joint chiropractic without a back can someone tell me that <laughs> jacqueline's like you sewer you sewer girl <laughs> so then mia tells us all stomach mia says she goes if anyone tries to put ray in a planner and fillet his ass i wouldn't let it but clearly gordon who loves and adores karen she allowed his ass to be filleted and she didn't see that problem with that okay so just as a reminder <laughs> mia is really pissed because like husbands are off limits well i didn't hear mia really piping up when ashley went after candace's husband i feel like mia was actually pretty quiet about that mia seemed to have no issues whatsoever. Mia didn't say, I know Candace and I have her issues, but husbands are off limits and can't, and Ashley, you should stop. There was no energy for that. So now that she wants other people to show her that energy, and I know it's a little different because she views Karen as a friend and she's not friends with, and, and Mia's not friends with Candace. Fine. Either way, the point is more hypocrisy found in the home goods of Potomac. 
<laughs> well, I was, you know, I watched with closed captions on because we're just typing so fast. I, you know, it helps basically. And, um, you know, how fillet is spelled, filleted, right? And so I wrote filleted, and I'm looking at the sentence right now, like, is every but is every husband on this show accused of eating ass? Like, <laughs> what the hell? And until you said filleted, I was like, oh. Wow. Malayed, like I guess I didn't know how to spell that before. Steak served at a ballroom <laughs> strip club. So, uh, <laughs> ball gown strip club, I mean, but also there was a ballroom. Uh, so, uh, so now we're back at the house, and Robin's like, Where's Candace? And Giselle's like, Giselle's like, Girl, just Candace is the least of my thoughts. Ah. So they're. Oh, sorry. So they go down to the like the little basement area, and Jacqueline's like, I'm exhausted. I just can't believe that happened, because, you know, Wendy's in a position where she's a professor, and nobody tells a professor what to do, and Mia, she's a boss. You know, nobody ever tells her where to put her pamphlets. And so when you get two people in a room where one is capable of just shaping minds, and the other is capable of, you know... Moving pamphlets. I mean, <laughs> wow. So much power in one room. Am I right, ladies? What happens when an unstoppable syllabus collides with an unbreakable brochure? Am I right? <laughs> so outside, Wendy comes home. We see her coming. And Sharice, Sharice comes up the stairs. And we just have to point out every Sharice line because she doesn't get Benny. But she goes, what if... I was about to fall backwards. <laughs> That's it. Oh, she said, what if? I thought she said that she was about to. I thought she was just declaring it. Sharice <laughs> is really winning me over on this Miami trip just because she's just like, she is hot and like, like she's like temperature hot. Like she is, she is a melted candle. She has a melted candle walking around. They put her in the way back like three times this episode <laughs> in those vans. She's like, I'm in the way back again. This woman's <laughs> trying to maintain an illusion that she needs luxury at all times. And she's just like <laughs> sweating. Her hair is just sort of like matted down. And there's this yeah. my favorite shot of the entire episode. I took a screenshot of it and I was going to put it on our IG and I forgot. There's one shot of her sitting on her bed, just steaming. Blast. I just wanted to compare it to like a glam. I wanted to do a side by side of that with one of like the Beverly Hills glam squad things, but then I was, I couldn't really figure out what the caption would be. But just the juxtaposition of like what you see on Beverly Hills with like 10 different gays surrounding each cast member and then Sharice just sitting on a (laughs) sitting on on her bed, exhausted, just hot (laughs) already. And she has to steam while she's hot without air conditioning in her. And just the way that Mia described her is like, well, look at Sharice here and their eyebrows sliding down her face. And now every time you see Sharice, you literally can see her eyebrows sliding down her face. I mean, it's <laughs> such an apt description. So then Sharice joins me and Jacqueline and Robin downstairs. And um, they're talking about, you know, it was difficult coming over, but Wendy's upstairs now. And so Ashley goes and knocks on Wendy's door and... Um, Wendy is leaving. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, she's going to leave. She's going to go to a hotel. So, um, yeah, so that's basically, I mean, there's just like more conversation about like checking in on Mia. Like, do you feel better? Mia's like, and so basically Wendy leaves the house. So now it's the next morning and the normal morning stuff on a Real Housewives vacation, which means FaceTiming the kids, etc., 
And then everyone Yeah, except on this one, we find out what a fucking hypocrite Juan Dixon is. My God. That guy who spent all season last season being like, Robin, why are you in bed? Depression's a myth. (laughs) The fuck out of bed, you lazy ass. And he just left. He has to take care of the kids for like, what, two or three days. And he keeps them home from school because he was too lazy to get out of bed. Okay. (laughs) Is that what happened? Because to be honest, I did not pay attention to the uh, Robin FaceTimes her child scene. Yes, and I got defensive because even though I think Robin's being a huge asshole right now and this season in general, um, I stand for the person who's asleep at 1230 in the afternoon for their mental health, whether it's like legit depression that day or not. Maybe I just fucking want to. How Mm. about that? Why don't you go keep your regular rules with your little regular people over there? If I want to be in bed at 1230, I fucking will. How about that? I pay my taxes. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Ben. Take it away. <laughs> How about less sleeping? I did all Juan. I came here to do. Less sleeping one and more taking care of scandals. Okay, so <laughs> no kidding. Don't you don't you have some reports to file? Don't no? you have some hmm, people okay. to fire? I don't know. Yeah. Don't you have somebody to somebody up the chain of command to maybe report things to that have been reported to you? No. Don't, okay. Just stay in bed. Don't you have some uh, milk that's expired in your fridge i'm just adding some errands onto your list too while we're handling these <laughs> <laughs> don't you have to get the gross isn't there dry cleaning to pick up too i'm just saying you could also take yeah, care of your skin and do the dry cleaning <laughs> oh. so then um people are kind of not sure you know the thing about this uh season is people are just kind of wandering around until a fight happens and it's been happening the whole season where people are just like what are you doing eating what are you doing i'm hot and then it just kind of goes like that for 20 minutes until there's a fight and then everybody's suddenly in it yeah Yeah. it's exciting so yeah so um yeah giselle's talking to ashley about um about last night and now she's saying she just doesn't like violence and Giselle is like, well, it's a good thing uh, you went to the bathroom during the barn situation. Uh, and now she's like, well, I don't condone that either. And Sharice goes, well, it does sound a little contradicting, wouldn't you say? I'm like, okay, Inspector Poirot. Poirot. I know, in the I know. She's like, I uh-huh. love when Sharice has always figured something out. <laughs> oh, so and up. Ashley's like, how so, Poirot? <laughs> and Giselle's like, well, you participated in what was going on, nah. And so now Giselle is telling us that Ashley's just blowing in the wind because she was willing to stand up for, she was willing to stand up for Monique and write Monique a character witness letter for the judge, but she's not willing to stand up for Mia, which is somehow a bad thing, even though Giselle had the exact opposite Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't put myself back on camera, everybody. It's okay. So Giselle is saying Ashley's being a hypocrite for sticking up for Monique, but not sticking up for Mia when Giselle was mad at Monique for being violent, but is now sticking up for Mia. So who are you calling a hypocrite? You're a hypocrite about hypoc- hypocrisy. You're it's a hypocrisy hot, listen, hypocrite. It's it's fence hot potato. It's hot fence. Hot fence potato. It's a potato on a fence because everyone's accusing everyone of being standing on the fence. So whoever's been most recently accused has to put it off to someone else. So now Giselle is she just knows her time is about to come because it's on Karen right now. So she's putting it on to Ashley just ahead of she just, she she just knows this. She's like I don't know what this is going to be useful for, but I know it will be useful at some point to start casting Ashley as someone who sits on the fence who blows whichever way the wind's blowing. So I'm just going to 
put my deposit into that account right now, you know? <laughs> so Ashley yeah. is like, huh, well, Giselle was very quick to defend Candace, but for some reason in this instance, when Mia was the one who attacked Wendy to sort of like shun Wendy, it feels wrong. Which is correct. It does feel, it is crazy that like no one, like no one is coming to Wendy's defense whatsoever, at least at this point of the episode. Well, nobody's really saying anything about anything, right? Because Mia's not coming back talking about it over and over. Everybody's just kind of like, okay, you know, let's have some eggs. No one's yeah. really doing much yet. So um, then they, Robin's like, lobster for breakfast? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's going on RB, RMZ. So then Mia comes in and talks like there's a staff of busboys just waiting there. She's like, hi, family. (laughs) Yeah, of course she didn't. Of course she canceled her flight. Did anyone really think that thirst bomb Mia was going to leave the cameras to go home early to Gordon? No way. She was going to stay in Miami. Okay, she brought bathing suits to show off some looks. She was not going to abandon those. So, um, yeah. so that she's like, "Hey, fam!" And then in the meantime, Candace, we finally see Candace, who is having a great season. I have to say, Candace, I'm like, I, I, this is the most positively I've felt about Candace since her first season, and back in her first season when she was like a totally different person. But uh, me she, too. And guess what? I don't trust it. Okay, I feel the same way. I'm happy to see Candace. I'm laughing at Candace. I'm finding Candace totally enjoyable. It reminds me of like when you're on a diet and you stick to it for like a week, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh my god, fruit is delicious!" Right. And then you start having fruit in the morning, but then the second you have another piece of pizza, you're like, "Fuck fruit!" You know, that's how I feel that this is going to happen. I don't trust it quite yet. I thought you were going to say it's like when you go on a diet. And you're like, oh, my God, look at all this progress I've made. This is amazing. I love this new lifestyle. And then you realize it was just water weight. And then all of a sudden you stop losing weight. <laughs> and you're like, oh. So Candace. That too. <laughs> Candace is like, I cannot for the life of me understand how in six hours these girls have already built mountains of drama. I'm arriving ready to do shots, ready to kiki. And we are talking about melees. <laughs> like Candace, <laughs> what part of this show in this cast, in this group? Leads you to believe that there would not be drama in the span of six hours. That's actually overlong for the drama. So we see Robin catching her up in the middle of the night when she arrived. And Robin's version is, well, Mia picked up her drink and she threw it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to record this as much as I can. So she shows her the video and Candace is like, oh, my God, Wendy, no, Wendy. And she's like, you know, Wendy was being very angry. But if someone is throwing a drink on me then you want me to take your edges to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, Mia's throwing the purses in the bags and stuff. She should leave, which is true. Yeah. Um, So now it's like we're back to the present and uh, Karen now slides open her, like, (laughs) her den door, her, like, office turned into a bedroom door. She slides and steps into the living room and Mia's like, happy birthday, Karen. You know, even when I go through hiccups with my friends, I don't make it about me. I only make it about me. So Karen's celebrating her birthday, and when it comes to Wendy, I prayed on it, and God said, Don't kill a bitch! Now, as someone who's read a lot of the Bible, I know that God doesn't say that often. Usually God's advice is kill the bitch. Okay? (laughs) He'll tell you through a burning bush. He'll tell you any sort of way, but it's usually kill a whole town. Okay. God will literally be like, if if you need me, 
I will just like have frogs rain down. It's like, but God, that doesn't even make sense. I know, but I will do it. I'll do it. You want frogs? Frogs are coming. Frogs are coming. So Giselle's like, uh, what are we doing uh, for the day? What are the birthday plans? Uh? And Mia's like, well, I wanted to do some fun, spicy stuff for my girl, Karen. We're going to have a birthday dinner, so everyone wear white for the birthday dinner. I just want to say birthday dinner again, so everybody will remi- be reminded that I actually promised I was having some sort of a birthday dinner for Karen. Because uh, that's forgotten about later. For your birthday, I got you the gift of being able to sit there while I get my nails done. Okay, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, she has the nail tech coming over to to cut the rest of her finger off. <laughs> and so Karen's like, well, it would have been nice if me had given us all manicures. <laughs> Thank God I had press on. <laughs> so then... Um, they decide to go to the pool, and sh- we just cut Shasha. to Sharice in the bathroom going, I'm so hot. She's like, she's like matting her. I don't know if she's powdering. Her or eyebrows are right here. Check, I'm so like hot. Towel. I'm so hot. <laughs> I'm so hot. Commercials. <laughs> here comes one right now. So they're all in the so, water, and okay. um, uh, they're just like, it's just like, they're just like, just like gallivant not gallivant it's just like in the water and then mia announces that at one o'clock or they're not actually in the water they're just at the pool but at one o'clock they're all going to be going to the savoy hotel uh so they can get on the beach and it'll be nice i'm assuming that's on south beach by the way i hope so by the way i'm going to miami this week so if anyone has any recommendations let me know i've never been maybe i'll go to bar one maybe i'll go to peter's patio so um so then uh I have a recommendation, not South Beach. <laughs> you you will never hate yourself more than after you go to South Beach. I haven't been there in years, but man, I went there and I was I think a waist size thirty and I was or thirty two and I was like, Oh my god, I'm so fat. I have nothing to wear. Um I don't know. It, it you don't need be... well then go to South Beach because no, you don't have to wear shit in South Beach. <laughs> No, I I think it's gonna be good. I think by the time I'm done, by the time I come back to LA on Saturday, on Sunday, I will be full of so much shame that I will finally <laughs> start eating properly, like for the first time since the pandemic. Like I think I think South Beach is what I need. I need to see men in with like twelve packs and just see them, just like all these models walking around, and then I will be like, okay. Okay, I feel the shame. Oh. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to. I'm ready oh, to do no. everything right again. Yeah, shame doesn't work for me. Shame's like my favorite ice cream topping. <laughs> like I just love it. Um, so pool time. They talk about going to this hotel, and then uh, Karen is talking to Ashley and Candace, and she's like, "Well, it's my birthday, and I want old my girls there for my birthday." And then we cut to Robin talking to Giselle. Um, like is is Mia gone? I mean, is uh, Wendy gone? Where is she? She got her own hotel room. And then back to Candace and Karen. Candace is like, I hate that she's being ostracized. I just can't take it. Here everyone is carrying on like nothing happened. And then she gets herself so upset that she starts crying (laughs) on an unfolded napkin. I know. Who are you? It was like a towel or something. I don't know. It was like a big formless cloth. And I thought, this is not the Candace. This is not the Candace that we know. Okay. She is abandoning the triangle. She just has a rag. It was terrible. Very off brand. 
Yeah, and she's like, well, I don't like that you can do whatever you want to someone, and there's justification for it. It's triggering! It's triggering! I was like, okay, guys. I mean, at some point, I think this is this is too big of a deal over a wine throw. Yeah. You know, like I can only stay enraged for so long over this. It was a it's a housewives wine throw. Let's all stop sobbing, okay? Yeah. So Candace is crying, and then Bulls sees from across the way sees her crying and is like well i'm not gonna let her bring her back so then candace is like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry but this is not right this is not, i'm kidding i am gonna cry i am gonna cry and she is she just tells us that she thought it was like really disappointing um you know to, to see robin justify what mia did and we see last night that robin was telling candace like wendy doesn't let you talk and she cuts you off and like i've wanted to throw water bottles at her and candace is like but we all do that we all talk like that i mean especially candace by the way and robin's like but that doesn't make it okay so yeah it's a total reversal for robin all of a sudden on this yes um and i actually liked the, well yeah i actually like this because it was like a moment of honesty from robin because she says you know candace is trying to compare this situation to the situation two years ago but there's no comparison i mean Mia's wrong for throwing the drink wendy is wrong for escalating the situation and the producer says but you're more on Mia's side right she goes because i don't like wendy and i was like well there it <laughs> is honest. you know yeah yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a moment of honesty for Giselle and Robin. You know, they just don't like Wendy. Like any other season, if it was one of their enemies, they'd be, you know, having a goddamn crusade to get them off of the show. But because they don't like Wendy, they're fine with it. You know, trashy, trishy. So, so Ashley right. FaceTimes with Wendy and she's and Wendy's like, I was crying all night long. And Candace is like, you should be here. Like you need to be here. Like you deserve to be here. And I'm sorry, that was actually Candace who said that. You should be here. You need to be here. You deserve to be here. And Ashley's like, we're having a beach party here today, so, like, maybe you can come. It's, like, neutral. And Karen goes, no, let me invite us. So she takes the phone, and she goes, it's an official invitation on behalf of Surrey County, USA, from the birthday girl. We want to present you on a beach full of sand and Surrey County ham. We cordially invite you, Wendy Person, <laughs> to come and enjoy the sun with us. Thank you very much. Signed, Surrey County uh, and its ambassador. Like to cordially invite you to the five nine in the time round the wine time dine party with Karen five nine Hugo. I also just want to point out to everyone who is listening to this podcast that, as I mentioned before, I am recording from home and we have very thin walls here. And my dad <laughs> is like in the next room over listening to Supreme Court oral arguments but probably also listening to karen, our karen my karen huger voice and i'm just wondering what my dad is thinking right now what just position all right well who's the bigger nerd you know what i mean it's like a smackdown over at the mandel girl right like, now your honorable kentaji uh justice kentaji brown jackson five nine five nine all the rollings are going to be five nine. Yeah, because it's, it's going to go through my father into the Supreme Court. It's going to like <laughs> incept them. It's like Hodor. So um, they're trying to make Wendy come to this thing, and uh, Wendy's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to let Mossy, fake Mossy old Mia, ruin the weekend." So she agrees that she's going to meet up with them, right? So Karen goes in to talk to Mia. And um, she's like, I have a request of my friend. 
it's my birthday, five nine, and I requested Wendy to come to the beach. You're cool with that, right? She's like, not really, but it's your birthday. <laughs> okay, well, do it for me. Just, well, how about I spend the breakfast with you, and then you can do lunch with her? And she's like, Karen's like, hmm, it's just that serious for you, isn't it? And she goes, yeah, it's like too soon, like. I don't want her to think it's okay to disrespect my husband. And anybody that supports that, that tells me that they don't see an issue either. <laughs> She's like, oh, are you talking to me directly? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, Karen, because that's what you are. You're facilitating, Karen. And she's like, it's a bridge. It's a bridge. Oh, it's it's a, a bridge I'm building. <laughs> <laughs> what I see is I see, I see a, a queen's and the Bronx, and I just want to make a white stone bridge. I'm just facilitating. And Mia's like, she came with lies. That's not a fair fight. You're literally getting your finger fixed right now from your unfair fighting, <laughs> madame. Okay? You just shut it. So she's like, well, she spoke out of anger, but, you know, don't you think a walk down a beach would facilitate that? We could all gather together, drag our toes to make a gorgeous five nine in the sun so helicopters who fly above can know the greatness over which they fly. Here's what I want you to do. I want you and Wendy to stand and hold hands and hold them up up against each other. And then Giselle will get, get under and we'll say it's a bridge over troubled water. Because, of course, Giselle is the troubled water in this situation. More like the disgusting, polluted water. <laughs> she puts the funkle and garfunkel. Am I right? nine. <laughs> so then Wendy's on the phone. Um, oh, so then we see uh, Karen calling Wendy. So Wendy's like... Hello? And Wendy's like, uh, fuck Professor. <laughs> fuck Professor. I'm Wendy right now. And so Karen's like, well, Wendy, dear, my invitation, I have to painfully withdraw because I'm not the host of the party. So Wendy's like, this is ridiculous. And now she goes, well, since this is Karen, say, like, what do you think about, like, we just go and, like, do something? Like, why don't we just, like, do something instead? And, and so Karen's like, hmm, I'm cool with that. Yes, yes, because I need to make a stand. I need to make a stand right now. So um, then Ashley and Candace basically have like a ceasefire because they're like, this is more important. We have to come together for Wendy. So they're all going to go just sort of do a little something with Wendy, and then they're going to meet up with everyone at the beach. That's the plan. Right. So then they're doing shots in the kitchen, and they're doing tequila shots. And Robin's like, want a lime? And Candace says, limes are for bitches. And Robin's like, oh, I've been not nothing but nice and supportive. But okay, Candace. Okay, Candace. <laughs> Robin. Like, are you an idiot? Do you think I was actually being literal about that? You idiot. Yeah, so Robin's going to be all upset about this now. And she's like, I don't know why Candace is being a butthole. I did not say Wendy must go, and I did not cheer on Mia. Like, I have nothing to do with this situation at all. Um, yeah, you did cheer on Mia, actually. <laughs> <Really> <laughs> agitated it. You literally wore a foam finger on Peter's patio, okay? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you arranged several red velvet Oreos in the shape of a finger <laughs> and put it on your hand. So now they're separating into the cars, right? The people are going to go see Wendy are in one car. So Mia's like, wait a minute, where are they going? And Jacqueline's like, they're going to go visit Wendy. So she gets out of the car and she marches over to the other car. And she's like, um, excuse me, I'm going to be transparent with you all. Can you hear me? Except for Karen, because she came to me. I was transparent with what she was doing. Um, When you guys come back, you guys are going to need a place to stay. <laughs> and they're like, what? What? <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's my house. And she's like, she's like, that is some petty shit. Like, you are the queen of petty for that. Like, just, just, we're just trying to make sure she's okay. And like, we can't even do that. And Shasha goes, Shasha's watching and Shasha goes, Oh, she did not just do that. <laughs> Shasha's like, hello? Uh, call the mom hotel in Morocco? Reservations, please. Hello, is this the David Hotel of Jerusalem? Could I add on to my... Could I add two people onto my reservation? They need a room to stay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, God has left a message for your party, ma'am, in case you called. <laughs> Don't kill a bitch. Hello, is God. this the Kremlin? Hi, is, is Vladimir Putin there? Do you have an extra bed? <laughs> Reservations, please. Reservations, please. <laughs> Reservations. So, um, Mia is like, well, Karen's not in trouble because she told me what she was going to do, but these other people, I'm paying for this house. And look, you aren't paying for shit. And this is why you should never allow a season two person to plan anything. She's getting this power, the power trippy, you know, vacation planner bullshit. You don't get to kick people off the show. You don't get to decide who's going to film. You're new here, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. You're new. Candace is like, Bitch, you need to be glad my black ass even came on this trip. And now she tells us, well, I don't know where we even found this audacity to bring her size 13 shoe over here and actually tell me that I cannot wear what I can and cannot do as a full grown woman. <laughs> and then Candace goes, You know Ashley's team Candace when she takes her diary room yeah. comments. When they've know? aligned about size 13 shoes, <laughs> it's bad. They've, they've come back together in some way. Uh, yeah, Candace is like, I'm not leaving the house I was invited to because you're mad that your feet are big. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like she realized she got to the end of her sentence and hadn't shaded her properly. So she just, it's like saying, it's like saying uh, in bed with a fortune cookie that your feet are big. <laughs> just, just add it at the end, you know. So uh, now we're at Ver Versailles restaurant. And Karen's like, "Oh, this feels good. I just need a place to reset. Is this is this my party? Is this my is this my body here at the Palace of Versailles? I hear this is the largest house in all of North America. Like, no, that's the Queen of Versailles. Oh, <laughs> so this is a landmark with King Louis. No, that's just that's the real Palace of Versailles. Oh, <laughs> where where are we?" <laughs> Uh, so she's like, I need to reset. Isn't this my party? Is this my birthday? What's going on? Because Mia announced earlier that, no, no, this is where they're at the beach, right? Okay, no, no. so never mind. No, no, well, no. 
Karen's the other at group Versailles. is at the beach. The other Karen's at Versailles. Right. So, so Ashley's like, um, should I text Mia? And um, she does. And it says, Mia, it is quite rude for you to invite a group of women out of the state and then revoke their accommodation just because you don't agree with something they've decided that brings no harm to you. It's incredibly f- petty, and I will be sleeping in the same room tonight. You have big feet. Candace is like, you're getting there. You're getting there. Keep I, working on I it. I love this text. This text is like everything uh, that like reality stars do when they're mad, which is they they try to sound a little bit like their lawyers. Like Quad does this all the time. Uh, but this is Ashley doing it. Where she's like, you invite women out of the state. Like, oh, this is an interstate offense. This will be taken up with the federal government because this offense took place over two states. Okay, I am mad. You were rude to me in two different states. This is going, this is going to the This circuit. is a federal bitchiness investigation. <laughs> and then she's and then threatened them threatened them about revoking accommodation. Just <laughs> it's just like she like she's trying to like formalize her language so much to show her anger and like just say it say it normally. yes so karen um basically ashley's like wretched asshole <laughs> so after that formal letter she goes wretched asshole <laughs> so karen's like okay well i didn't say that i'm not gonna co-sign on that one okay but i did love the use of accommodation and interstate travel <laughs> i do approve of that <laughs> this is and this is an offense that took place in two different jurisdictions. So now, so we- yeah, Mia gets to the beach with the girls, and she's like, "Okay, now I'm in my element," which is the dirt, <laughs> which I found quite amusing. And Shasha's so then, like, Shasha's like, "Hey, where are we going?" Oh, snap! Which one would think was. She's saying, oh, snap, because she saw the cabanas. But I think it's actually that she decided to take out her hoverboard and tried to use it on the sand. Oh, snap. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> snap. So Giselle's like, well, um, okay, I would like to know, as I was minding my business outside the jacuzzi, outside my room, I look up and I see people in the shower together. Two people. I was looking up. Jesus told me to look up. Well, it was and like Robin's like, one person and a stack of wooden bulls are. <laughs> from home goods uh. <laughs> and jesus said you can do better uh. um so robin's like hey wait what she's trying to say is jacqueline and mia do you guys get it on what's going on why are you taking showers together what's happening <laughs> and jacqueline's like no but she did kiss my ex-boyfriend once but then they stopped <laughs> yeah and so then I thought, like, we've sat through many scenes this season of them saying, like, alluding to the fact that, like, the two of them have gotten it on with Gordon. I mean, I didn't pay super close attention because I did not super care enough to pay super close attention. I was just like, whatever. They're just being, like, you know, it was just whatever scenes. But now they're acting like they've never hooked up before. But I'm like, I thought that was kind of the foundation. Well, they hint at it because that's what Mia does. You know, she acts like, oh, that's my friend. We knew everything together. People say she might as well be married to Gordon. Wink, wink. And then when people are like, oh, so you have threesome. She's like, how dare you talk about G? And then, and then Mia is like explaining well, Jacqueline's like, we're never in a competition with each other. Never. Yeah, because we all know she doesn't arrange brochures as good as me. And you know what? If she ain't winning, then pulling up 
like if pulling up in her Porsche being all cute and fly, then I'm being a terrible friend. That's how I'm feeling. Because if I'm winning, she's winning. I was like, I don't understand what any of that means. So what are you saying? That you got her her Porsche? Like, what are you saying? That's what she's saying, right? She's saying like, if she's not winning and pulling up in her Porsche being cute and fly, then I'm a terrible friend because I'm winning. So she should be winning too. Suggesting that like everything Jacqueline has is because of her. Oh, Mia makes it no fucking sense, no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's fun, but right now it's not fun. You know, <laughs> it's just existing. So then Wendy shows up at Versailles, and she's saying that she's really hurt because, like, no one should violate someone in their space. And like, she's saying how like she's like she threw a drink at me over Peter. I mean, let's keep it real. Besides, Peter told me, uh, told me that him and G and Mia used to go on vacations together. But Mia did some snake shit to Peter's girlfriend at the time. So all this Peter's my brother shit. Like, since when is Peter your brother? Because last time I checked, he told me he stopped messaging with you. So, uh, yeah. So this is so funny. So Wendy just comes in, Versace and Versailles, you know, comes in, just sits down and just drops the bomb. Like, okay, is that it? Am I off for the day or what? You know? But like, and I, so she's like, girl. But I can't tell though, like, I can't tell how truthful this is because Peter was didn't seem like there was any of that issue uh, between Mia and Peter on the phone or at the club. But then again, Peter's also always excited to be on camera. Yeah. And Peter's just <laughs> obviously trying to tell everybody bullshit to each other so he can get in a fight on camera. So Peter, you know? <laughs> So, um, so, but I also don't understand the allegation. Mia did some snake shit to Peter's girlfriend at the time. What does that mean? Told, oh, she probably told the girlfriend that she was dating Peter. And the girlfriend oh, was like, oh, because... shit, I'm dating Peter. What am I doing with my life? And then <laughs> you're dating Peter. You're she's dating like, oh, Peter. this is amazing. <laughs> like, you're dating Peter. What a catch. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm dating Peter. Mom, I'm coming. Well, home. Ashley. Ashley is making it sound, well, she says, well, whatever Wendy knows, whatever Mia did, it must be juicy because the way that Mia turned into the Hulk at the table, that's something she doesn't want anyone to know. <laughs> so they're kind, they're kind of insinuating that she was fucking the girl that Peter, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Ask me how, how much I care about Peter Thomas drama. Ask me how much I care. <laughs> Although I do kind of want to know what happened. So, uh, so then, meanwhile, over at the cabana, the cabanas, they're reading Ashley's text, and she's all like, "Yeah, I get that, da. I get that." Duh. And Mia's like, "I'm just like, try- I'm just like tired of being nice." I'm like, "Well, why don't you start being nice first, and then you can be tired of it?" Yeah, when were you nice? And Jacqueline goes, "Mia can be petty. Mia can be petty, guys. I'm just telling you, as Jacqueline, since nobody really understands what's going on with Mia, let me explain." <laughs> Mia can be petty. Thanks, Jacqueline. And Shasha. So Sharice is like, I'll be the secretary. I'm going to send a text. It's going to be hilarious. I'm going to send. Think I said that. I said that. This is and then, the assistant. And I would like to know. <laughs> Hello, reservations. Do you accept reservations over text message? Thank you very much. I'm hot enough. So Ashley updates Wendy. She's like, yeah, she just told me that me and Candace won't have accommodations because we didn't tell her that we were going to come to lunch with you. And Wendy's like, wearing a, wearing a suit and stilettos doesn't make you a boss. And when was the last time she read a book? Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. That's probably her last book. I wrote one. Have a seat. <laughs> uh, what is, I mean, it's... 
I would personally like to have Mia write a book because I think it would be so fascinatingly, uh, it would be like a postmodern masterpiece. Like nothing would make sense. And it would be like all disjointed. <laughs> and then like everything would contradict itself. And it'd be like, you know, there'd be um, like, like professors in universities being like, well, the unreliable narrator, it's fascinating because in chapter three, she was flying a plane, but in chapter seven, she said she never rode in a plane. This is brilliant. It would probably just be like green eggs and ham, really. I'm Sam. I'm Sam. Sam, I am. Sam, I am Sam. I do not like them, Sam. I am green eggs and ham. <laughs> I what eat is green this? eggs and ham in a very luxurious, upscale environment where we wear ball <laughs> gowns, but it's still green eggs and ham I am. Oh, you are not staying here tonight. Not in a box, not with a fox, not in the house, not with a mouse. That's her life. I wouldn't need them here nor there. Just see Mia telling off some other stripper. <laughs> I just feel like that's green her version of Lorax. That's her being like, don't cut down those trees. You're not staying here tonight. You know what? You didn't tell me what you were. I'm being transparent. I need those trees. She's not even rhyming. Just her interpretation of it. They're like, wait, why did Lorax just hit that lady with her purse for no reason? (laughs) Excuse me, tree cutter downers. I want to know why you have not emailed Peter Thomas back. <laughs> I will not eat green eggs and hi fam. Hi fam. Green eggs and hi fam. All the places you'll go, like Miami. So, Mia. Um, Mia's like, I'm a people pleaser. We know, Mia. Okay, we don't need your resume, for Christ's sake. Uh, and she's like, and, but until you make me mad, and once you make me mad, you're dead to me. I talked to my shrink about it. I said, I can write people off and not even care. And she said, it's because of all of the trauma that I saw. You do not get to sit here and talk about your fucking trauma, ma'am. Okay, not now. You're, bad timing, ma'am. In your Miami cabana. Uh, by the way, the other woman did, <laughs> yes. did receive Shasha's text, which says, This is Mia the assistant. Mia apologizes and spoke out of turn. Let's have a good night and enjoy the night. Smooches, emojis with hearts around them. P.S. If you've heard of any uh, reservations that are available around town, please let this assistant know. Thanks. I'm so hot. P.F.F. I'm hot. So um, Giselle's like, um, well, you know, uh, uh, Mia, tonight is the white party, right? Da. And it's like, it doesn't feel right. Are you kidding me? I mean, where is Karen? Wendy should be hosting a party for her if she wants to do that. Wendy should do it. And Giselle's like, well, if you feel something, then you should talk to her about it. She has. Giselle, Giselle, you have to do something other than stir, okay? You're like a little kid who's like, I want to help with the cookies. No, you don't. You want to sit there with the stick, stir shit around, and eat shit with your tongue and your teeth off of the spoon, okay? Learn to make a fucking cookie already, okay? <laughs> and this definitely did not happen over the past four days during Thanksgiving. So <laughs> Seriously, though, kids! It's like, oh, it's so dangerous, they can't get near the oven. Well, they can get near the fucking batter, so I say put them to work. And if you're not going to do that, use learn how to use some caulk and go fill those holes that I made trying to do home repairs all week. Make yourself useful. Fucking kids. Get a broom. So, get a storyline, niece. <laughs> 
<laughs> so then the, the the cabana girls are they just basically they just start having fun and they're like doing cheers to more petty shit and then mia starts twerking and robin goes hmm i don't see any cancerous lumps on mia's butt <laughs> <laughs> robin who's made it her whole storyline to stand up for mia is reminding us don't worry i'm also doing cancer checks to try and catch her on that one. yeah I'm not sure that Robin is is trained to find those lumps, but at the same time, I'm also not sure about what whatever's going on with Mia's diagnosis anyway, so whatever. I don't think anyone is. So then, um, restaurant, it's really bored because they've just basically shut up, dropped all the bombs, and now they're just like sitting there, you know, eating. So it's really <laughs> yeah. silent and boring. Um, and this is why you can't just kick people off of shows when they suck. You know what I mean? It takes all of you. It takes a village, guys. Mm. So um, finally, they're going to go. But Candace is going to go do her track with, guess who? Trina. Reservation. <laughs> Reservation, Trina, please. Yes. Can I, hey, can I be a feature soloist on Candace's song? Okay, here comes my freestyle. Mm. Hello, Reservations. Okay, did you get that? So um, Wendy is going to come with her, which I think is perfect. Because, like I said, I really think that Wendy is angling for a music career. So she's going to go with Candace. And then we go back to the beach group. And they see up um, a little group of hot dudes walking on the beach who are, you know, 20 or whatever. And they're like, oh, man, it's a man. Yeah, they basically like like, can one of you guys take a group photo of us? And so there's this one guy who's like 21, and he's got like a good body and everything, and they just all start pawing at him. <laughs> they all have their hands all over him. Robin's like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen muscles. <laughs> You're 20? That's not too old for me to walk around naked in front of. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> like, ma'am, ma'am, please, ma'am. Um, so then um Karen they're teasing Robin Ashley. because she likes the young boys. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Karen and Ashley. Go Karen for and it. Ashley are in a car, and Karen's like, I want to respect the process between Mia and Wendy, but they're too soon, too soon. I don't know. So uh, I, I don't know why I stopped everything to mention that one line. So then Wendy and Candace um, arrive at the studio, and Trina's there, and Trina's, like, all cute and everything, and they're all, like, excited. Candace is, like, super excited. And um, she tells us the song is called Insecure featuring Trina. And it's going to be a thing. And, um, you know, they're just like, you know, Trina's like, how has your trip been? Because, like, she's obviously been told to ask about the trip. And Candace's like, oh, it's been fine. It's been really stressful because, like, you know, because of girlfriends. And, you know, this has been the highlight. Because I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm like, what do you cry? Wait, what is this one about, Candace? You weren't even there for the fight. You only got, like, light aftermath stress. You don't even have the real stress of this trip so far. But she's like, I'm just so grateful. I just... And then she makes her cry. A proper triangle once again is back. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they, you know, they listen to the song, basically. We get to hear the song, which sounds pretty good. The lyrics sound like Candace texting somebody, which I guess makes sense, you know? Um, It's not, it doesn't have, like, to me, it did not have the soaring hook of Drive Back, you know? And it was kind of, like, also a little slower than i would have liked but you know um i'm open for once this once the the recording maybe it's already available but um i'm i'm like 
Candace has a really good track record with just drive drive back. So like I'm open and ready for it. And uh, and Trina's basically like she, Trina gives like a little pep talk about you know following your dreams or whatever. And Wendy's like we are so proud of her. Like she's really taken something that she's that's been like a dream of her since a little girl, and she's just making it happen. You know, and it's like. It's like me with Onye Home Essentials. Am I right, everyone? Onye Home Essentials <laughs> featuring Trina. You down? You down? <laughs> I've decided to make a four-wick candle, but the wax is going to be made out of Nigerian steak. So that's where I'm coming at now. And you should light it in a bar that's also a library for children. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> Dreams, everybody. <laughs> Um, so we hear the song is good, and then when they leave, they like do the slither out. Yeah, <laughs> they do the the windy slither, which is really funny. Um, so then we go to Karen, like a close up of Karen over roses, going <laughs> <laughs> like Karen uh, sniffs those roses, like someone in a commercial would sniff roses. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all nostrils and like. <laughs> She sniffs those roses like she's in an allergy commercial. Like it's like the when you take Claritin, you can sniff roses. You know those people are always like taking those big sniffs just to show that they can do it now. So yeah. So then she FaceTimes the Ray, and he's like, which I just realized I can't. So guess all that nasal passage healing I was expecting to happen at some point in my forties isn't gonna work out. So thanks a lot. Substances. Early 2000s. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Jax Taylor experiences. So, uh, Ray is. So then Ray based on Ray, and he's like, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. He's like, I wanted to be in Miami, but I sent a substitute. Ends the roses. Uh, it was jokey, but actually, I think that Ray is serious because he's been wanting to go to Florida for about five years on this show now. <laughs> I know. Finally. Someone goes to Florida and they don't bring Ray. You know, poor guy. <laughs> so then, so uh, he also talks like every old person on the phone, which is really funny. He's like, "Hi, happy birthday!" <laughs> I really wanted to be there, but I couldn't get there. Did you get my present? Did you get it? Screenshot. Um, beautiful <laughs> eyes, Ronnie, or I. Um, so then Ashley, <laughs> then Ashley FaceTimes Baby Dylan. She's like, "Hi, Bubba." He's like. Hi, mommy. Where you? Where have you been? I've been stuck with this whore of a nanny for the past three days. Oh, cool, Bubba. <laughs> Are you hungry? I've been having all of my milk from this one-nippled freak called Baba. <laughs> That's your Baba, baby. <laughs> the nanny's like, oh, look, he's hugging the phone. Now I'm trying to smother my mother because she's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I hope she just goes away forever. <laughs> So then, um, Cherie steaming. (laughs) So then Giselle is uh, drunk. She's like, Karen, I was looking for you, Karen. Karen's like, uh oh. (laughs) Did you get lit at the beach? She's like, we got lit here. And there were boys with no shirts, and we had a good old time. I was dropping it like it's hot, like this. It's like, what are you, in a back seat when somebody's going over a speed bump? What is that? What dance is that? <laughs> Giselle, please, you're, you're going to give the casting directors of The Walking Dead some ideas. So, <laughs> so now, meanwhile, Jacqueline's like, 
So Mia's in a little bit of her feelings right now in so far as how you guys left things and like went and hung hung out with Wendy and Karen's like, oh, this has been a birthday from hell. And Oh, because this part, Karen's gone up to see Mia. Sorry. That makes much more sense. Right. And Jacqueline's the moderator. Get the fuck out of here, Jacqueline. This has nothing to do with you. You don't get to just insinuate yourself into lead character scenes, ma'am. Go downstairs with your friend of energy, please. Thanks. <laughs> you know so, what? Mia's... Wait, is it is it safe to say, can we hatch a theory? I don't know if this is a very strong theory, but I think it's safe to say, based off of watching these shows for like 16 years... Um, Jacqueline's are very bad at moderating friend fights. And I just based this off of this Jacqueline and Jacqueline Rita, because I don't know if there's any other Jacqueline's. But I, I had to wait for a second Jacqueline to come along before I could really establish that theory there. Yeah, and we've got Jackie from Real Housewives of New Jersey, but I guess she's not really great at it either, right? Well, she's yeah, she's usually the one who's like trembling in the corner as a result of the fight. So, <laughs> so um, Karen, uh, Mia's like, yeah, Karen, you weren't trying to straddle my pants, Karen. She's like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then you were both wrong. And this woman is off in some hotel now. This Wendy. And she's like, I would never send her to a hotel. You literally just told two people that they had to go stay in a hotel like <laughs> an hour ago. Ma'am. And Mia's like, you went to check on the one who has not owned up to her being wrong. And Karen's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And Mia goes, well, you did. She goes, I'm not going to check on your ass, too. I mean, I'm going to check on your ass, too, because I don't play these childish games. And then Jacqueline goes, let's not do this. Let's not do this. Jacqueline, no, this is a scene that's happening. You will have to observe and learn. Jacqueline, who's forcing herself into the scene and trying to moderate everything, is now like, we can't do this right now. Nope, you don't get to do that. So Mia's like, what am I doing, Jacqueline? And she's like, not you. I'm saying let's not do this. is isn't all of us. And so um, she's like, well, Jacqueline, if someone did something to you, I'm riding with you. Karen goes, but even if she's wrong, or you're wrong, or whoever you're riding with is wrong, someone's wrong in this situation. Are you sitting on their side? And um, she's like, yeah, Mia's into this whole control thing. And the queen does not ask for permission. Hold on, there's a prop. Ding! <laughs> she like pulls out a crown, actual crown to put on her head. <laughs> Meanwhile, Shasha's trying to do the same interview, and she's like, the queen does not ask for permission and she's like uh shasha are you putting on is that a phone you're putting on your head yes it is i do not have a tiara so shasha's like the queen luckily i i lost my tiara somewhere anyway so karen's like do you want me here do you want me here and mia's like of course i want you here so karen's like so we good then well to the capacity to now I feel like it's my responsibility to host your birthday party? No. It's like a slap in the face for all of my efforts. <laughs> you don't even appreciate my efforts, Karen. And it's like, girl, you don't have to host me a birthday party. I had a cake and a cattle. God is good. And I got roses from Ray Ray and 
you done fucked up on the birthday party anyway, but that's okay. That's okay. And she's like, well, the birthday party was at the beach, Karen. We arranged for a private commit. No, you said the birthday party was a white party tonight, ma'am. Yes. You didn't even do anything. The so beach you, was just a beach. You don't get to take all this credit. Yeah. The beach she's was so to give people the uh, feeling, like, to make people feel like they actually were in Miami. Because everyone there don't want to be where they are. So um, yeah. she was like, you're so busy worrying about the Wicked Witch of Wendy in the West. And Karen goes, no bullshit. And and so me goes, well, when you went and you checked on Wendy, you picked her side. <laughs> and she's like, I'm leaving now, but wake up, Mia. Wake up, Mia. And Mia's like, no, you wake up because you got Mia coming for you now. So you wake up. And Jacqueline's like, oh, can I end the scene? Okay. So you guys are done. You're not friends anymore. That was very good, Jacqueline. That was good. That was a good tag. Little button. I like that. Now, do you have the um, scrotum razor? I need to make sure that that's packed. I don't want you to be upset. <laughs> and that was the that was the end. Well, that was the end of Potomac. Karen, the silliness. But then we see the scenes from next week, and Robin's like, Okay, everybody, I have something to play for you. And she plays a recording of Candace being like, All these bitches are fake. Which, I mean, she's got a point. And people are like, So what, was Robin recording their their phone call? I think it's from an Instagram Live that Candace did after they were all saying all this stuff about her husband. So... You know, I don't know, but next preview. week looks crazy messy. Like, Bonkers, is this even yeah. like the main trip of the season? I thought this was just like a little trip, but it seems like that we're going to be going on to episode four of this trip. So it's kind of, I, I don't even know what, maybe this must be like, I'm trying to think, where, where are we on like episode, we haven't even gotten the mid-season this trailer, have we? Nope, this was episode eight. Oh yeah, so there's, there's still going to be another trip there should be another trip. this is i mean this trip has been pretty crazy i mean i i'm loving this season it's i mean of course it's potomac potomac is always great but it's i feel like oh, yeah so potomac's good. a good one it's so good i can't <laughs> yeah. wait for next week but until then we have a whole bunch of episodes to recap this week so stay tuned and uh just remember to subscribe because that way the episodes will come to you when they are available so yeah. uh, stay tuned we got below decks we've got Salt Lake City, we got Winter House, all the good stuff, everyone. So thanks for watching, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana do. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches 
bitches. And our super premium sponsors, the incredible edible Matthew sisters. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. She's not harsh, she's Jill Hirsch. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Undo your fasteners, it's Aaron Kastner. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Let's get real with Caitlin O'Neill. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.